Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's functioning geekaholics. <laughs> That's funny. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Functioning Geekaholics. We've got our hosts, uh, Corey from TNC Comics, Jay from Geeks and Goddesses, and Steve from Beatdown Battleground, and Sean from Nerdgasms.net. How you guys doing? Hey everybody. I am good. I'm fine. I'm so fine. <laughs> I just got done with an 80-hour work week, so I'm vegging. Already? Already what? You already did 80 hours this week? I did 80 hours last week. I haven't had a day off in like 28 days. Well, that's good for your wallet. That's good for Tia's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> you never home to spend any of it? No. Nah, no. I gotta find some way to skim some off the top. <laughs> I have to launder my own money into my own pocket. If you're, if you're short every once in a while, is she... Uh... She bruised you out there, Corey. She beat you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll come out to me and Cor- it's like, oh, you got money for fake mustaches, but you ain't got money to pay me, huh? Still, still a little light here, Corey. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you should be used to that, dear. Uh, you can mess with my emotions, but don't mess with my money. That's right. That's right. Mama right. needs the bling. <laughs> I need a diamond for every finger. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're going to talk about comic books. And- comic comics i think i think uh as all all of us being geeks are into comic books so you know Corey, what got you into comic books what age did you start getting into it and like what was your your big comic probably like 11 or 12 my mom was a single mom and i have three younger brothers so i was the oldest and i had an uncle that would come over and pick me up once a month and I would go stay the weekend at his house. We'd go play video games and uh, go to the arcades and stuff. And, you know, it was just really fun. And the best part was when I would go over there, he always had a bag full of comic books. My uncle read comics. So he would buy comics all month long and throw them in this bag next to his chair. And when I would come over to visit he, at the end of the visit, he would give me the bag. And so I had all these comic books and the first one I remember getting was Marvel's Secret Wars number eight, the first Spider-Man black costume. Ooh. And so That's a good one. Yeah, it's a it's a good one to Spoiler alert becomes Venom. <laughs> oh man, I hadn't gotten that far. Uh, um but no, yeah, it was nice. I'd go over to his house once a month and end up walking out with thirty or forty comics. And so he was a Marvel guy, so I grew up a Marvel kid, and when I got to eighth grade, uh, my friend Mark uh, collected DC, so what we would do is I would buy Marvel, he would buy DC, and then we would swap. So we got the best of both worlds, and uh, gradually it went from Marvel and predominantly X-Men to DC and now predominantly Green Lantern. So... um, some of the favorite things I remember is uh, 
Art Adams doing a bunch of pinup stuff for Marvel for posters. I had Marvel posters all over my wall when I was a teenager. And um, just watching X-Men progress from, you know, uh, John Byrne to uh, Mark Silvestri to Rick Leonardi to Jim Lee to Wise Prostachio um, and just on and on and on. That was my main focus. What about you, Steve? You mostly follow uh, writers or artists, Corey, or characters? Um, mostly artists. Uh, you know, there's some there's some that I like a lot. Like uh, I like Art Adams, uh, originally from the Longshot miniseries that Marvel did. And back in the day, I really liked really liked Rob Liefeld when he started out on the Hawk and Dove miniseries. Mm. So, um, you know, I kind of follow artists, but. When I was younger, I liked Wolverine. I just couldn't get enough of Wolverine. And unfortunately, everybody felt the same way. So now he's just like so overexposed. I can't stand Wolverine anymore. <laughs> so what about uh, you? For me, this is Steve. Uh, hi, listeners. Uh, same kind of thing as when I started collecting toys. Uh, roughly, I was 15 or so. Uh, late bloomer, I guess. Uh Started with a friend of mine selling me a shoebox full of comics for 20 bucks that had uh, a lot of the McFarland Spider-Mans, and, like the first four issues of Spawn or something like that. Uh, I had always seen them. I'm an artist myself, so I would always look at them at the uh, you know drugstore. I think it was called Hook's Drugstore or something like that. And they had a little spinner rack. Um, another candy shop we went to by my grandma's. They would have stuff, and I bought like one or two here and there. I remember the first two I bought was Spider-Ham, number three. Oh, my God. I loved Spider-Ham. Yeah, I was going to say Spider-Ham. <laughs> it was one of my first Peter books. Porker. <laughs> that and also Iron Man 207, which was like the when the when the sky rains fire or something like that storyline. Yeah, that uh, was about two... the beginning of Armor Wars. No clue. I didn't oh. read them back then. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I think I finally read the uh, Spider-Ham maybe six years ago for the first time uh went back and went back and bought the whole uh collected the rest of the series and went through and read them but uh back then i picked it up because i thought it was funny take on spider-man um always knew a lot about the comics uh you know the characters stuff like that spider-man x-men all that stuff but never actually bought them or read them i didn't have my own money really to buy this stuff uh but from reading the uh, getting that shoebox full of comics from my friend, I ended up uh, getting into Image Comics really big. Um, and at a time, had pretty much every single one comic that they'd come out with up to a certain point. Uh, and then, you know, started breaking off that because I couldn't keep up. <laughs> uh, but being a kid, well, 15, I guess, but knowing, uh, you know, like they like the whole new universe and stuff like that, new characters. Uh, no backstory to try to catch up on. That really appealed to me, and I liked uh, a lot of the artists. I'm a big art guy, so the artists that were on there, like McFarlane, Liefeld, Portacio, you know, Sylvester, all those guys, um, Eric Larson, uh, were some of my Jim favorite Valentino. artists. Yeah. The one uh, nobody remembers. <laughs> I I didn't know much about him before Image, so I collected all his stuff. But He's a really nice guy. I've met him several times. I think you said you didn't like him too much, Corey, but... 
yeah, image stuff uh, was my big foray into comics and never looked back after that. Started getting, uh, you know, anything that Jim Lee put out, anything that Sylvester put out, uh, a lot of Liefeld stuff, and just kept going. So, how do you feel period, about how do you feel about Jim Lee like basically taking over DC? Uh, he's still drawing, so I really like that. Uh, you know, one or two issues every few months, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't fault him. You know, he got into it for the love of comics and he's a business guy. Uh, so he sold his stuff to it. I don't like the, like, I don't like the character like Grifter mixing in with other characters that aren't on his original team and stuff like that and being thrown into So are you, you know, like Lois Lane in the Resistance featuring Grifter and it it doesn't fit with me like but yeah go ahead. what are you saying? Oh, I was saying then just like Corey, you're more of an art guy then as well too, right? Yeah. Oh, but there are certain stories uh, like some writers I follow. Um, one big one was um, a guy named Tim Truman, I think. Uh, writes Conan. Uh, I picked up, I think, like a 25-cent Conan the Conqueror or something like that uh, and didn't think anything that I'd really care for. it. I was just like, oh, this one's cheap. Picked it up and picked up everything he's written since then on Conan. And here I am, like 200 issues into his various Conan stories. And this one comic I'll probably won't ever get rid of and will probably read several times over. So and I started out with Corey Nard as the or- artist. Uh Really like that stuff. And then the guy that he's got now, um, I'm not sure what his name is, Gabriel something, I think. Uh, but still, the stories are really well done. So. I still collect all the image stuff, as well as Spider-Man and other stuff. Tons of Batman. How many uh, titles does Image put out? I don't know. Twelve? A lot? I, don't... <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that, like, even, like, during their heyday when I was collecting tons of their stuff that I'll be going through like quarter bins now and see stuff and be like, I had no idea this was even released or, you know, like, uh, I don't know, just obscure stuff that was put out that I had never even seen. Not necessarily the main stuff, but they were pitching that whole thing where anybody could come and tell different stories and stuff. And there's a lot of weird stuff out there. Yeah, I was just reading on John Byrne's website. I think I brought it up uh, last time we chatted. John Byrne has his own website and his own chat forum, and there's him and Eric Larson that basically went on for seven pages of name-calling. Apparently, they both extremely hate each other. (laughs) Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, I just went back and read it because I wanted to make sure I was talking about the right stuff, and I got through about, like, actually, it was like 50-something pages because I got up to, like, page 30, and I was like, okay, that's enough. Do you really know what it was about or what started it? Yeah, it is. Um, Byrne was basically upset that uh, the image guys had left oh. and formed their own company and talked about how it was a creator-owned universe, and yet they would still fire people if they didn't like them. And uh, Larson's retort was, it's still creator-owned. They took their characters with them. They just couldn't meet deadlines. And then... Byrne would come back with, well, that's kind of funny because you couldn't meet deadlines either. And then Larson would come back with, well, yeah, but I own the goddamn company. 
<laughs> and so, you know, and Larson was talking about how they or would go out and they took all the risk, you know, cause they left well-paying jobs like Larson lost, left Spider-Man, um, you know, Valentino left, uh, guardians. They all left something behind yeah. to do this. And Byrne was calling bullshit saying that Malibu took all the financial risks of, of the company. And, you know, it was just a bunch of back and forth. Some of them had, both of them had really good points. Both of them were pretty childish, but both of them were also entertaining. Yeah, McFarlane had even had stopped uh, comics for a few months, like almost a year, I think, after his daughter was born and wasn't even doing anything before Image started up. And then he got fitted for his wooden teeth and went back to a comics. (laughs) (laughs) You're horrible. So what about you, Jay? Uh, For me... Let me go way back. I actually got into comics because of my mom. Uh, my mom had a bunch of comics when she was a kid, uh, back in the 50s, 60s. And they put them into a compilation for her. They, they bound all her comics together into this books. And so they were in the library when I was growing up. And I would always pull them out and start reading them. And I thought, well, these are cool. You know, and my mom would tell me stories about how she got her comics and all that. And so that's how I really got introduced to the world of comic books through my mom's comic books. And so, you know, over time during the 80s, I would pick up books, you know, about, you know, Transformers or G.I. Joe. And then obviously the DC heroes like Batman and Superman. Um, I wasn't so into Marvel at the time. Cause what sort of stuff was she reading? Uh, she was reading things like Casper and, you know, the the really, you know, super kitty ones. Richie Rich. The old, the old you know. Golden Key books. Yeah, yeah. And so um, she might have had a couple Archies here and there. Um, but really just, you know, super clean. Hardcore horror stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so very, very, um, you know, very innocent books for kids, obviously. And um, as soon as I got older, you know, I picked up, you know, more, more and more superhero books. And uh, uh, when I grew up in the Philippines, you know, comic books weren't so easily available. So whenever I, you know, traveled to the States, I'd always pick up a couple books here and there or my relatives would pick me some and then bring them back to me as souvenirs so I didn't really get a chance to buy them off racks or anything till I got here. So you're and Filipino. Do you, do you know Will Spertasio or not? Uh, I've met the guy and his uh, wife uh, yeah. at the different cons. And, um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of his work. And um, uh, I actually uh, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of uh, some of the people who work for him or work with him uh, who are Filipinos. And I think Wills is trying to develop, uh, I guess, an artist stable. Uh, a what? Uh, a stable of artists uh, oh, yeah. from the Philippines, uh, to, I guess, for whatever projects he's working on, and also to develop some talent. So that's how I really got into the comic book world. Um, I did some small local comic book conventions. Growing up here in the D.C. area, so I'd, I would, you know, as soon as I learned how to drive, I'd take my brothers and my sister with me and 
we just go to the local con and of course that was a big thing for them they've never been to a comic book convention so uh we would just peruse the, the bins and pick up you know books we liked and uh each one of them had their own favorite superhero my other brother liked batman so he picked up all the batman books and then my other brother liked spider-man so he picked up all the spider-man books i was kind of more uh across the board general um once image came out i bought, bought a bunch of image books too I think so, everybody bought a bunch of image books. Yeah, because they were just you know something new, right? Yeah, I think I mean, it was just all... it was just so exciting at the time, like this new company, and it was an expanding time for comics. I think everyone just kind of jumped in and and started buying books. Mm-hmm. Well, that and it was be- and it was because of the art. It was because of the artwork. I mean, when you're a kid, you're not really paying too much to the stories. It's pretty much about the art. And when you get Jim Lee and Portacio and Larson and McFarlane and all them together. I mean, it was a it was a exciting to get something besides Marvel and DC. What about you, Sean? So I guess as for me, uh, I'm a weirdo. I grew up like total toy guy, and uh, so I was way more into toys. But I don't even remember where I got comic books because I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like I could go to the store and buy comics or anything like that. Plus, we didn't have a lot of money, so I could. But uh, I ended up getting a bunch of Micronauts comics and, spectac- and Spectacular Spider-Man. And so I was always really big into the Micronauts. And I thought, and for, to me, that was like the X-Men. That's what I thought everybody read. I thought everybody read the Micronauts. <laughs> and I was like, I would people would talk about like Batman and Superman and X-Men. And I'd be like, the Micronauts, Acro Year. And people were like, what are you talking about? I was like, because I, I had it. I figured everyone else knew what it was. But still, to this day, I, I love the Micronauts, and uh, and I I read a lot of the uh, Spectacular Spider-Man uh, comics yeah. when I was a kid, and, and you know, so Spider-Man's always been near and dear to my heart. And I didn't, I never really had any DC comics, so none of those characters like resonated with me until I got older. Um, you know, because I only had. Uh, the Marvel comics. I also had a bunch of Star Wars comics because I was a big Star Wars guy. But I still to this day have no idea where they came from. They just randomly wound up in my house because I never went to a comic book store until I was in junior high. And, you know, must have just been family friends that had comic books that didn't read them anymore or relatives or somebody stopping at like a drugstore and seeing like a turn rack or something. But I, I was when I was younger, it was all about the pictures because, like, if I read the comic, then I'd go back through and I would wouldn't read it. I would just look at the pictures and make up my own story. Oh, cool! And then, you know, so I could ha- I could make take my action figures and recreate the stories and stuff like that. And and then now that I'm older, I appreciate the the writing a lot more. So I would say that, um, you know, I, I like the writing style of, of books a lot. Yeah, I used to, uh, I guess they wanted me to read when I was a kid. And so they would buy me Garfield compilations. And I was collecting Garfield compilations when I was a kid. So I would read those. And then um, I discovered a comic strips on in the paper. So I would actually cut out the Garfield strips or whatever 
other comic strips there were and actually like put them into a binder <laughs> and you know created my own little book with all these little comic strips from the newspapers I don't know where those are now yeah I used to cut out all the Calvin and Hobbes and put them in the old um, the old photo albums where it had like the vinyl where you peeled back mm-hmm and you'd, and you'd attach it to the sticky paper. Then I used to cut out all the Calvin and Hobbes and stick them in the old photo albums. I, I mean, I think I was like everybody else and cut out the far sides. And I was big into the far sides. Mm-hmm. I thought I was very edgy by reading the far side. I think we lost Steve again. No, I think it's Corey. Oh, do we lose Corey? Trying to come back. Steve, are you there? I think Steve's gone too. <laughs> or on mute. Where's Steve? Hey, Steve. Steve. All right. I think I got dropped somehow. Yeah, but now Steve is missing. Ugh. Yep. Lost him again. He's trying to come back. Let me text him. It's something about Sean. Sean did it. Not me. I'm the only one that stayed on this whole time. Yeah. Ditching everybody else. Are the comic uh, strips on Sunday still around? I haven't picked up a paper in a long time, so... Yes, they are. Yeah, I'm just wondering, but kids nowadays look at you know these comic strips on sundays or in their local papers there's not much to to look for with the newspapers dying out like my paper went from a paper seven days a week to i think there's only i think there's like a monday a wednesday and a saturday and then of course the big friday wow and I don't even know if there's black and white comics in the three during the week, but I know they still have the color comics on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I just read this article about uh, the Saturday morning cartoons going away finally. Oh, yeah, like the last channel that had a Saturday lineup. Yeah. So that's a completely end of an era there. Man, there was nothing better than waking up on a Saturday and know- knowing you had no school, but you had four hours of cartoons. Oh, I know. I still, somewhere I have like VHS tapes of old cartoons just recorded. There you hey, go. Steve. Oh, Welcome Steve. Hey. So what I was asking before we, uh, before everybody got uh, separated was, is there a comic storyline that you love so much that even though it's like 10 years old, you'll still bust out a trade paperback or um, just reread it somehow, some way, over and over again? Yes. The Micronauts crossover with the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> and you were probably looking at it from the perspective is like, man, I got to read these stupid X-Men books. These <laughs> things are dumb. Nobody reads these things. Uh, and I always like Colossus because he reminded me of Acro here. <laughs> <laughs> so, anybody else? Mine would probably be one of the Conan runs. Uh, there's one with the character called Gunderman. I think he calls the guy uh, that runs for several issues i really enjoyed that story not sure what the name of it was though my favorite my favorite was uh it ran through all three spider-man titles web of spider-man p 
Peter Parker and Amazing Spider-Man, and it was uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, yeah, that's true. With the artwork from Mike Zeck, or Mike Zeke, however you say his name. But I thought that was pretty crazy at the time that they killed off a major villain and had it be a suicide. Yeah. And, and I just liked the whole psychological aspect of how he had to be better than Spider-Man. He proved it by killing off Spider-Man and taking control. Wow. And becoming Spider-Man. That was yeah, kind think, of a heavy one. I think for me, yeah, I guess the Secret Wars series, I think that's... I still go back to that sometimes and like figure out what's going on. <laughs> um, I still read the, the death of Superman because I always hated Superman. Mm-hmm. He was always... He always drove me nuts because he had like every single power there was. And they had to invent stupid ways for him to not be powerful. Yeah. And so it just drove me nuts. So when there was this guy that was the bigger, badder guy, I just whooped his butt. I always loved that. And uh, I remember that was from when I was a kid. And when I first started going to comic shops, that was that was like the you know, one of the big things that was going on. Death of Superman. You had to pre-order the book, it came in the plastic bag. And I still remember going to the store and I was like, uh, I didn't pre-order it because that's, yeah, I didn't know you had to. And yeah. they were like, oh, you didn't, you don't, we don't have enough. And a buddy of mine bought two for some reason, must've been a hoarder. And I, so I took one of his and, uh, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to explain, tried explaining that to my mom. She bought like five copies of that book. She's like, these are going to be collector's items. I'm like, that's not really how it works. You can't buy something that 10 million other people bought yeah. and expect it to go up in price. It's supposed to be you find something rare or a niche. And with it being on the news that Superman's dead, that's not going to be a surprise to anyone. Yeah. Everything's uh, in the media now, so it's not like it used to be where you'd go in there and he'd die and then people would have to go find the back issue of it because... There's only 3,000 of it printed. Yeah. Who do you think's died the most in comics? Cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cap? I was thinking I, Jean Grey. Oh, yeah. Well, she's, that's her character, though. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's like saying who shot most of the most webs in comics. Well, Spider-Man. Well, that's what he does. <laughs> now, that, that uh, Superman storyline, that's one that I really like, too. Uh, I'm getting ready to go through and going through and selling a bunch of my comics just to make space. And, uh, it was one of those that I was flipping through and it was like, I'm not getting rid of this. Cause like you said, uh, when we were coming into the comics, it was, that was one of the big storylines. And I remember going there, picking it up. And then the, like uh shiny chromium covers for the, uh, other ones in the funeral for a friend and all that stuff. I got to keep on those. Go go back and read that sometime too. Oh yeah. yeah, that was my that was my biggest pet peeve is when they started coming out with multiple covers, mm-hmm. because I was on a tight budget and nothing pissed me off more than buying the same comic three different times. Yeah. Like oh oh the newest issue came out I get it take it home I open it up I was like this is the same damn issue. <laughs> yeah, if you aren't keeping up on it, then that's uh, what happens. Yeah, yeah. with Spi- with Spider Man, uh, like I was uh, for a while I, when I was in college and stuff they would. I wouldn't get to read every week. Sometimes it would be a month or two and I'd be behind And then when they were running multiple issues of Spider-Man in a month 
and they would do a repress and they would have a slightly different cover. I'm like, ah, I got this. And then you're like, crap, I have two of them now. And like nothing disturbs an OCD person more than having two of the (laughs) one book because I don't know where to put it. (laughs) I like how McFarlane would hide uh, little spiders on the cover of his Amazing Spider-Man books. Yeah. I I was thinking that the other day that there's uh when he did the, just the Spider-Man title, uh, he said people always asked him how many spiders he hit on it. And uh, I guess when he redid the cover with the black costume, I think issue 13, um, he's actually got his signature. And then underneath it, I think it's, it says 87. <laughs> and that's, that's what he said. He figured out that's the most he could count on. There was 87 of them uh, to the best of his guess. So that's why the 87 there. It's not a year. It's, Obviously, because it was like 94 or something like that. 92. And then, uh, and then how about as you guys got older, like what kind of uh, have your toilet she, the, 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 have your uh, interests in comics changed? Like what you, you're into and what you you read and what your favorite things are now? Not at all. <laughs> Not for me. You you got into it when you were 37. So it was. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, I still like I went back and finished grabbing the rest of uh, like there's a time in college when I had absolutely no money. So there's stuff I just didn't collect. And then I've gone back now and picked stuff up like I recently went back and picked up the rest of the uh, Malibu series of Prime. And finished that and enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of kid stuff for what it was, you know, as old as I am now reading it, but still enjoyed it. Still. uh Read everything I did read. Uh, Savage Dragon, huge fan of that. Spawn. Uh, you know, I try. I try other stuff. I read a lot more non-superhero stuff, but superhero stuff's always my go-to on stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, as for me, I I guess um, I started getting more into like the Ninja Turtles. I still, I'm actually in the process of going back right now and rereading all of the. Uh, Eastman and Laird original books mm. and uh, so I've gotten really into that and then a lot of things like uh, Sandman and um, you know Batman stories that I didn't read as a kid because I didn't have Marvel books like uh, Killing Joke like I absolutely love love that um, you know Alan Moore anything he touches is kind of amazing um, and then Something I've gotten into in the past probably year or so is that I missed out on the first time was uh, Preacher. Um, you know, reading through that, that's that's something I love too. So it's a lot of things that, um, you know, either really dark or not superhero. And, and so that's uh, that's kind of been where I've moved to. I mean, I still read Green Lantern. I've gotten into Green Lantern as I got older. Uh, I still read Wonder Woman. Um Punisher, I still read Spider Man. I pick up every now and then, but a lot more non superhero stuff. With me, I think mine have changed. I don't think it's necessarily changed with age. Um, I just, my personality, I like, I don't like stuff that's overexposed. Like, even outside of comics, I liked Shaquille O'Neal when I was a kid until he went, or when I was younger. Until he went to the Lakers and he became everywhere. Then I couldn't stand him. Deion Sanders, I liked when he was with the Falcons. Until he went to the Niners and the Cowboys and was everywhere. And then I couldn't stand him. 
And Marvel is, I think, really bad at that. Whereas Wolverine is in like, I don't know, eight bucks. No, I mean, he's in like what three different Green X-Men Lan- books. Green Lantern, if, if you read him, though, he's only in his own book. There's a Green Lantern book, Green Lantern Corpse, which focuses on Jon Stewart and Guy Gardner. New Guardians, which focuses on Kyle Rayner. I mean, how Jordan's not in all five Lantern books. I just meant like during the Blackest Night that, you know, got tons of coverage and was everywhere and people picking up Green Lantern that never did, that never sour you on him. No. Did you like, did you like that big story arc? I did because honestly, that's what got me in, into Green Lantern. And because that was another thing that I was going to say, besides not liking overexposure, I really hated outer space stories. Because it always killed me how aliens, for the most part, always looked human but had purple skin or blue skin or <laughs> green skin. You know, but they always had two eyes, they always had ears, they always had five fingers. You may get the weird one that only had four fingers. But it just killed me how all these aliens still had humanoid forms. And they almost yeah. always talked English. You know, and so I, I don't like Cree. I don't like the scrolls in Marvel. Um, for the longest time, I didn't like... Uh, space comics in general, and then Star Wars. When Jeff Johns took over. Well, that's a little bit different because to me that was a movie. It wasn't really a comic. And their their aliens all looked weird. But um, yeah, I just didn't like space comics for the longest time. And then uh, when the Sinestro War started up, I started reading it a little bit, and I I fell in love with it, and I've been following ever since. So about six or seven years now. So what made you what made you pick up that if you didn't read the stuff what honestly the blue that? lanterns I thought that I thought it was a nice shade of blue <laughs> I thought they looked <laughs> kind of, I, I'm serious I th- blue was my favorite color because I'm a Detroit Lions fan and I was like oh blue lanterns oh that seems kind of cool let me check this out and I started reading it and then you know the story was really good um <laughs> and it was self-contained that's what I like there was you had Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corpse, and you know now they've come out with Red Lanterns and New Guardians. But for the most part, the stories were self-contained. You know, you could buy like the Batman issues of Blackest Night if you wanted to, but you didn't have to have them to read them. Yeah. You know, whereas when something happens in Marvel, you have to buy X Force, you have to buy X Men, you have to buy uh, New Mutants, you have to buy X Factor, you have to buy Wolverine and the X Men to get the whole stories. Yeah, they're and, doing so many of those crossover things. Like, it's like a big summer crossover thing, and then it's like the fall one, and then a winter one. So it's like one just leads get, into another. Yeah, you get you get three episodes or three issues of Batman, and then one that ties into something else that you have no idea what's going on. That's happening with like Guardians of the Galaxy right now. Like, it ties into that original sin, and I have no idea what's going on in the rest of that comic. Yeah, I, I'm well, that's, so that's right. like all the crossover stuff. If you do it once in a blue moon, it makes something cool. The Secret Wars and, you know, the the darkest or the, you know, all the other ones. It's just it's makes it it makes it kind of a cool thing that everyone can kind of relate to or jump in and out of. But when you do it all the time, like Marvel just loves to do it. It it drives me crazy because it's it loses its specialness. Yeah, and I st- and then I start getting confused in my books because uh you know, I like I don't have as much time to read anymore and so like I I do binges so I won't read for like 
like a book for like four months and then I'll pick it up and read every issue. And then I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So I'm behind yeah. on Guardians of the Galaxy. So now I know the, know what to expect is some crapola coming. Yeah. Uh, 17 and 18, I think it is. Two new issues and it has nothing to do with what was going on. It's like, what? Well, what killed me was when I was reading Fear Itself for Marvel and they were already promoting Avengers versus X-Men crossover. I'm like, you haven't yeah. even finished. You haven't even finished one crossover, and you're already leaning towards the next one. So, yeah. so this will this will be a weird thing. Is a, I was a weird little kid, and uh, so like I was telling you before, is that I didn't watch Star Trek because the intro scared me. Um, I didn't, I didn't really read Green Lantern when I, even when I first saw it because they were, I don't even remember where I picked it up, but they were on another world. It was another Lantern, and it made me feel depressed because like, <laughs> like this isn't like my world. It's weird. I don't like it. And I got depressed. So I didn't want to read green lantern. Cause that's what I thought it was all about. Man, <laughs> you're a weird little kid. Yeah. Uh, that's farm life. I think, I think it maybe, was. Maybe we should change the uh, name from functioning geekaholics to uh, Sean's therapy sessions. Just, just <laughs> get it out. Buddy. Just, just get it all out. We're here for you. Uh, it's, this is between us and nobody else, but the 17, 18 other listeners. <laughs> and the poop in your underoos. Oh, shout out to uh, Darth Vader, one of the sideshow freaks. Said he's been, they've been listening. So, you hear this? You hear this? Private message me. Let me know you actually are listening. I'll know you're lying if you don't. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader, I'm calling you out. Message me. All right. That's all. What about you, Jay? You've been silent. Uh, silent, Jay. What Jay still I... reads Casper and Richie Rich, huh? Yeah. Uh-oh, somebody's rolling out. Corey, Corey's still in the car. I gotta get... Yeah, I gotta get... No, I gotta go get my daughter from Driver's Ed. Uh-huh. But I'm okay. Alright. Um, lately, I've been shifting towards graphic novels. Um, wow. During my research for, you know, the the people I want to cover for my blog, I've been talking to a lot of independent artists and been going to uh, smaller um, indie cons lately, like the Small Press Expo up in, in Bethesda, Maryland, or um, you know some of the smaller shows like the Baltimore Comic Con. There's an awesome con coming this weekend I'm going and, to in Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah, so you know, just smaller cons like that where it allows you to meet you know independent artists who are you know uh doing their own books so i've been uh really deep into um like brian leo malley who did uh uh scott pilgrim uh he's got a new book called seconds that's out um and uh just meeting you know really cool folks who are doing like mouse guard um and uh, this new book i picked up called um the stuff of legend so um, they're not your superhero type of books, but uh, the stories are amazing. The art is amazing. And so I've been really, you know, focused in on that. Um, the last book I bought, actually, is this um, Kickstarter book that just came out um, featuring uh, uh, almost 50 different artists doing their take on the Little Nemo character by... Um, Winston McKay uh, from way back in the 1900s. So, yeah, the uh, uh, 
sleeping kid? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, Little Nemo. Yeah. So yeah. it's this giant, giant book, you know, in the same size as, a, I guess, a newspaper print. And um, the art is amazing. It, it has contemporary artists doing their take on the character. Yeah, I've been trying to pick up a lot more Kickstarter books as well. I just got one not too long ago called The Rattler. And uh, first, the guy randomly sent me a message on on my email because uh, he wanted to know if I would do something on Nerdgasms about it. And uh, he sent me... Um, you know, a few pages of it electronically. I took a look and I was like, wow, it's actually really impressive. The story's really good. The art's pretty good. And, uh, you know, so I picked that up and yeah, I just got my copies in from the final, the final version. And I mean, there's just been some other ones that I thought were really good that they just, it's kind of cool. Cause they're in a, we're in a really good day and age of, of comics where with, the lower cost of printing and the higher availability of people having being able to do professional looking like covers and uh layouts and things that it's not like back when we were kids and you had to do everything with cut and paste with kinkos and even before that is you can do things (laughs) really professionally and and print everything on demand and have a really good professional looking product for your book and it's it's just kind of a neat time that to be alive you know, with so many owner-created like type projects. Yeah, and you can get your word out there a lot better with nowadays too. People can see it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Marvel, DC are still always going to dominate the the shelves, but there's so there's so many good other outlets for people to to read. I mean, I take public transportation every day to and from work, and I thought I would be the only guy I read comic books on my iPad when I go into going to work mm-hmm. and uh, I thought I'd be the weirdo but there's so many people that are reading comic books on the train that it's actually really surprising and they're just reading you know not single issues they're reading trade paperbacks and other things on electronic medium so it's it's a uh, it's kind of cool to you know to, that people are out there reading stuff yeah whenever I go on a trip I'll always take a backpack full of comics for like waiting on the plane reading on the plane you know like uh stuff that i hadn't got around to reading i always take it when i got like a four-hour drive or something like that i'll read it on the way not while i'm driving <laughs> yeah funny you should bring that up too because i got an email from southwest saying they closed the case and my ipad i left on the plane was not found so i have no way of reading comics on my ipad Oh, that sucks. That's horrible. Especially considering it was only about a month old. Tia got it for me for Father's Day, and I lost it on the way down to San Diego Comic-Con. I remember that. The worst part about it is you can't download Beatdown's Battleground and play. That's horrible. I can't do it on my phone? Horrible. Yeah, you can. I just had to throw a plug in there. (laughs) Guess guess who downloaded it? This guy. This guy. Oh, yeah. Did you uh, put a review up or not? Not yet. Because we got, we got one positive review, and I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's probably Sean. It was not me. I'm going to. But I, it, it, it will be me. Right. I'll be number two. There you go. Yeah, Jay, when you're talking to these independent guys, and they're like, I just don't know what to do, how to get my character out there. Say, hey, there's this app where you can upload your new character and be seen by everybody else playing. 
and then get the guy to download it and upload his character and get more people in the gallery. I'm going to upload my character, Peter Pantsless. (laughs) You'll you'll notice when it it says at the bottom, when you go to, uh, it said any uh, submission that's uh, already copyrighted by somebody else or uh, like something like um, inappropriate content will not be uploaded. <laughs> uh, you saying but, Peter Pantsless is inappropriate? I, I'll, I'll have to see the I'll have to see the image. I mean, if it's uh, blurred out or something, or you know, might be fine. But I'm the one that I'm the one that does the submissions and looks through them and uh, verifies that they are who they say they are and all that stuff. So maybe I'll let you that can't one slide censor through. art. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to have to get, I'm gonna have to get off the phone here, though, because there's something wrong about me pulling up to my daughter's driver's ed while I'm talking on the phone and driving. <laughs> America. Uh, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Uh, all right. I right. guess we'll then wrap it up. Uh, so thanks for listening to this uh, edition of Functioning Geekaholics. Uh, you know, do you want to say your goodbyes, everybody? Corey? Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> We have Corey from TNC Comics. We have Jay from geeksandgoddesses.com. Steve, make sure to download his app, Beatdown Battleground. From Is it on all uh, platforms or just on the iPhone? iPhone right now until we see the uh, interest in it, and then he'll code it for Droid. So if you have an iPhone, Droid. download Steve's app uh, because, um, well, he wants to be independently wealthy like the Flappy Birds guy. That's right. And so you can adopt me. And this is Sean from nerdgasms.net. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, check us out next time. Hey, you uh, forgot Jay. I did not forget Jay. Jay, oh, did I you forget? got me. Uh, Jay. Yeah, accusing me of things I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for looking out for. All right, have a good night, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>